Welcome to the second episode of Movie Therapy. Um, if you followed the hints and you guessed right, then uh, you should know what movie we are uh, watching this week. But first, we should. Uh, so, uh, joining me usually, like usual, as usual, is Derek Wise. Hey, everybody. Um, my co-host. How's it going? So, we probably should explain a little bit about this movie. So, this is my favorite comedy in his, which is weird because. As a person who likes a lot more like older films, this is has my, been my favorite comedy ever since I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, by my favorite comedy director ever, um, which is a very broad thing to say from like all comedies I've ever been out, all the directors that have made comedies that are out. Um, but yeah, so uh, me liking British comedies and stuff like that. Um, me watching a lot of British things when I was a kid, like and Scottish things like Miss Brown's Boys and yep. Train Spotting. Yep. It's a weird thing for a kid to watch. Um, but yeah, so I was drawn to this show and I watched it because I watched the other two in this trilogy. I don't think we've actually said the movie title. No, no, I'm waiting for the end. I'm waiting for me to completely explain it before I reveal. It's it's the third part of a trilogy. Third part of a trilogy. It's the return of the Jedi, so to speak, of the, the, uh, I can't say his name yet. Oh, Edgar Edgar Wright. you can say Edgar Wright. Um, Okay, have you guessed it yet? Yeah, have you guessed it yet? Um, but yeah, it's... And it was just like, I loved the first two, and this was the last one I saw, obviously, because it came out last. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. And this is the movie that really made me go, Edgar Wright is great. Yeah. Like, I love him. So, um, without further ado, let's do... The uh, World's End. The World's End. So, to start off the movie, so we'll do the walkthrough. So, at the very beginning of the movie, it's one of, it's a great scene where... So, this is the trailer that's up. Um... Well, before you start into the scenes, the the movie is a 2013 oh, yeah. sci-fi action comedy, which I believe the British do so well. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, every American movie is a action comedy. Yeah. But they add these sci-fi elements that we'll get to later, this, and basically, once we get there, the whole rest of this podcast yeah. is a spoiler. This like. Uh, it, it follows the story yeah. of five childhood friends that when they were 19 years old, they went on a pub crawl, yeah, 12 can, bars. 12 bars in their hometown, Newton Haven. And mm-hmm. it, the story based around that guy, Gary King, I, I don't know why I put it Oh, no, sorry, never mind. On the screen, it matches up. Um, mm-hmm. Who is, is going through some problems with alcoholism and realizes his life hasn't gotten better since he did the pub crawl. So he decides to get all of his friends back together, go back to Newton, Newton Haven, and retry, um, to which it goes amazingly. Um, so I'll spoiler things up so I can say, uh, aliens show up and take over the town. Mm-hmm. But so uh, this movie, like, so in an interview, Edgar Wright said that he did not, like, in all of them in the, I'm just called the Ice Cream Trilogy, um, in the Ice Cream Trilogy, he said that he didn't, he never set out to make a parody of any of these, like, of zombie movies, of cop movies, and of British sci-fi movies. He just decided he wanted to make one, and he is really good at comedy, so it just turned into comedy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a great movie, like, yeah, like, in it, it says, Makers of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, which have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it, who are amazing actors. Uh, amazingly <laughs> British. He uh, Simon Pegg was just in uh, Star Trek Beyond, which was 
I haven't seen it, but it looked amazing. He was also in a little independently made movie called uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh yeah, that little yeah little thing, <laughs> yeah, that thing. That, but I think it's funny that I never I didn't know he was in it until. Well, last despite year. the fact that he had all the makeup on, you could yeah. tell it was him. And he does have a distinct style, mm -hmm. and uh, the one-two punch of Edgar Wright yeah. and Simon Pegg is uh, is comedy gold, as far as I'm concerned. So to start, we should get into the film. Um, so the film starts off with a really good. Uh, it starts off with a speech, which I will get to later. Which, um, the speech basically says that I forget what it, what it's from, but it says. That they guys don't want to be pushed around. They just want to have a good time, get drunk and stuff like that. It's from a rock and roll song. I'm not 100% yeah. sure which one. And then it goes into that him at an AA meeting. At, well, sorry, no. It goes into the story of the pub crawl the first time. Yep. Which, for keen eye viewers who have seen the movie, it's not really a spoiler because it does obviously change. But it does kind of sum up what you're expecting, like what you are in for. Um, and also some hints for... The eagle-eyed viewer are in mm -hmm. there, but yeah, so it just kind of does a really good say to say this is what's going on. It does it very quickly of summing everything up. It doesn't, and right at the very beginning, it doesn't say this is AA, but it's very obvious. It's yeah. very, it's AA. So then after that, he kind of goes, "Oh, life hasn't got better since that day." And someone says, "Well, aren't you upset you never finished uh, the gold mile?" And that puts something in his brain that he has to finish this. Yeah. And he goes back, and he, he basically it shows a really great mm -hmm. scenes of him infiltrating his friends' new lives, and they've kind of moved on. Like, uh, um, so we can get into the characters. The character Gary King, what we just yeah. mentioned, was uh, Simon Pegg, and, and he's living in the past. Um, his friend Oliver, or O Man, O Man, who or has Ollie. the six on his forehead. Yeah, he was. He had a. Uh, Birth yeah, that's why they called him O-Man, because he had the birth... Six. The defect Mark of the devil. <laughs> but say. when he finds him a grown-up, he's got he's had it removed, laser surgery removed. And he's yeah. basically, this is symbolizing that he's uh, kind of hide, not hiding from his past, but he's ashamed of his past. He's kind of done with it. Yeah. He wants he, to move on. Um, but, like, and in it, you see very quickly that... I would say O-Man probably changed... O-Man and... Peter changed the least amount out of them mm -hmm. because old man at the very beginning says, oh, he's very techy. Um, yep. And he ends up being a salesman and he says WTF all the time. He's and, a closer. Yeah, and, and he always talks in like, he's very tech, like he's always on Bluetooth, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's weird to, and also like a point to see that is like obviously I'm not old enough to have this experience of <laughs> no. having friends that have adapted to times and not, me not. Um, but like I've seen it through my dad's friends like that, where a lot of them will be like, "Oh, you know, the world has changed. I don't. I, I'm fine with my myself." Yeah. Where he's like, "No, I'm changing with the times." Yeah. Which usually in media, which is weird, they kind of show as a good thing a lot of the times. This one's like, it's weird, and, yeah. and I, I I did enjoy that factor of it. Yeah. I can speak from that perspective because I'm around the same age mm. as these characters in the movie, and. Um, going I didn't back, think they were that old. <laughs> nice plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, it, it basically it takes place in 1990, and this movie is is in, or, it, sorry, the pub crawl, the original pub yeah. crawl, doing the Golden Mile, takes place in 2000, or yeah, it takes place in 2013 when the movie was out. Yeah. Um, and, um, but when they actually did the original pub 
pub crawl. They were, it was 1990. I'm trying yeah. to get to the point that they're 42 in this movie. I'm 39, so I'm a bit younger. Yeah. So nevertheless, you, I find it even strange going back to the bars I went to 10 mm. years ago. Um, you see a lot of yeah. the same faces, but you see a lot of people that have done different things and I've mm. lived in the same town, same area. Yeah. And I think even though I go to the bar less frequently as I get older, Mm. I find that people just assume that I've been there the whole time when they come yeah. to the bar. And I'm a face they expect to see. Mm. Excuse me. Oh, the beer's getting the to me already. Derek. Okay, so anyways, so I was continuing about the characters. Oh, yeah. yeah, continue about the characters. We okay, so we, have, we did, did Oliver, and he's hiding from the past. We're talking about Peter Page, so he's who's the young... He's the baby of the group, yeah. as they say. And um, he's been bullied um, yeah. through uh, high school and, and things. I gotta say, so I, I was... Surprise, surprise, I was the nerd in public school. I'm mm -hmm. only in high school now. But I did, through all these characters, um, I related to two of them kind of, but one of them definitely was Peter because I was bullied and stuff like that. And I definitely got, at one point in, like, in the future part, he does like a small little speech which is very... Um, hits home really good mm -hmm. and I really do like how they kind of carried on from it so it wouldn't get dark where he said um, when his bully comes up to him and he asked for the chair and he said you know what it doesn't bother me that he ruined my life that he picked on me for the years that he tormented me the thing that bothered me the most is just then he looked at me he didn't notice me he, he looked right through me yeah and that's and a little bit of a foreshadowing yeah. towards the twist in the movie yeah um, then you move on to uh, Stephen Stephen Prince Mm. Um, he no, basically sorry. he's the f kind of like the fun loving guy uh, he's I, he's he's moved on as well yet I think he is kind of like he just wants to see what's going to happen so I he's got it kind of together I think he's the realist in this group mm -hmm. like everyone else like some of them are like this is going to be complete crap some of them are like oh this is going to be great he's sitting there just going Oh, okay. Well, I he hasn't I'll seen go. he hasn't seen these guys in years, yeah. and he can't wait to see them again. He, so. He's more into seeing them. He's not into the actual pub crawl, and I do like how he's kind of neutral, but not like a lot of movies do neutral, and they take neutral as boring. Yeah. But this, they did neutral very well. Like yeah. it was like, oh, he was still interesting. He had uh, the love story in this movie, which every movie has to have. Apparently. Yeah. Well, he does speak of uh, competing with. Uh, sorry, when I say he, I mean Gary King does yeah. speak of competing with Steven for Sam's affections, who Which is, is Ollie's sister. Yeah, Ollie's sister. Um, so I think, in a way, him going out to the pub crawl was maybe a chance to yeah, run into like, Sam again. He's like, hey, um, maybe I'll bump into her exactly, again. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, and it, 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 when you get to go to bars, you know, mm. part of the reason you go to bars is who's going to be at the bar. People? Yeah, into well, disabled? eventually you want to bump into people several times yes, into, into the disabled. disabled but uh, yeah. this is as PG as it gets, so yeah, let's sorry. not get into that. Um, so then we move on to Andrew Knightley, who is and was uh, Gary's best friend. And, and it's man. kind of hidden exactly what exactly transpired, but you can already tell yeah, there's bad. some love lost for his friend Gary. Yeah, like, so it, it, they foreshadow an accident, which, like, an uh, accident, and they talk about it later in the movie. Um, and they do it very well. Like, you can see where Andy gets very, like, heated. And also one thing I noticed was, so to show and Andrew, I guess, Andy, Andy, getting more mature as the time went on, if you watch in the very beginning intro, when it says him, it says Andy on the, in the bottom. Mm -hmm. And when it goes to the future, like when it goes to the actual time, 
it says Andrew in very like business yeah. text. Well, and yeah, at that point, a, I like that. Um, he's an investment banker now, and uh, and he he's, does yeah. big business. And when when he's faced with the prospect of running into his best friend again, he he basically wants to write him off and say that he doesn't have a best friend, and mm -hmm. no, he's not here to see me. Um, so, um, sorry, that was the five guys, right? Yeah. So we've covered the five guys. Um, I'd just like to quickly, before we move on, because this is, we're still just talking about the meeting up. So there was a really cool, uh, a really cool thing. So if you watch Edgar Wright's things and you know the series, you'll see that, uh, so, oh, so usually in the films, it's um, Nick Frost plays the goofy lovable mess up and usually then uh simon Pegg is yeah, usually the straight man the straight you know going guys let's not be ridiculous and it switched and i really like that mm -hmm. you can see it in the screen there a couple yep. seconds ago you can see the whole andy yeah and Andrew. i you know i didn't notice that but yeah maybe um, this, is this a is this a trailer no this is uh showing the beginning part and it's matching up with other scenes from the, oh. later on in the movie but excellent so yeah, so this is also kind of showing the foreshadowing. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, then getting off of that, it after the, he meets up, he convinces them all to go, and then he kept saying they kept going, Andy's coming. Like, are you sure Andy's coming? He's like, yeah, why wouldn't Andy come? And then you get to meet Andy, who is very like you see that he really doesn't want to do this. Like, you see that he's like, I'm done with this. And it, when his scene ends, you're like, he's not gonna come. Mm -hmm. And then when it shows the meetup, you're like, yeah, he's still not gonna come. And then he. Obviously, you've seen the trailer, so you know he's going to come. Yeah. But well, the, the re, the re, what really pulls him in is that mm. Gary tells him that his mom died. Yeah, he tells him that his mom died. And so they all believe that Gary's mom's dead. Yeah. So they, in, a, in a way, they're kind of there for their friend. And yeah. obviously, they find out later that he's deceived mm. them. Um, so so, mm. so they agree to go on the, the pub crawl. And uh, the, the movie doesn't really waste any time getting to the point of what the movie is. We've actually talked more than the yeah. movie actually gets right into the, it the gets pub and the really fun. Into it. The like fun a good thing I'd like about Edgar is he does a lot of detail and a lot of... Mm -hmm. So, and also one thing I do like about this part, yeah. which, so this is right when they're starting the pub crawl, it shows you how in the past he really is. Like it shows that he still has the beast. He still has the map. Like he's wearing the exact same clothes. Everyone else has kind of moved past, but he has exact. He's the exact same. Mm -hmm. And he, Sam even mentions that. Like old oh, man's sister even says, "You haven't changed at all." And he goes, "Oh, thank you." And it's like, "No, you haven't changed at all." Yeah, and that's not necessarily a good thing for no. Him. So yeah, then they start the pub crawl, um, which they talk about. So then they go into the first um, bar, the pub which is uh, the first post. First post. And when they go in, um, Gary immediately goes, oh, it's just it's Just like I remember. Yeah, and then all the rest of them go, I don't remember this at all. And then they start talking about a thing called Starbucksing, which is basically Starbucks goes around and buys small coffee shops and makes them Starbucks. So it says that they're like, oh, they must be doing it to the bars, which is another foreshadowing part. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so it, he goes in the bar and then you immediately no one recognizes them and then they're like oh you know people get older and at that at this point you're starting to just go oh this is you know, like, if, like again uh, my girlfriend blue she watched this movie when she was in well when i was in florida and she didn't watch any trailers or anything like that she just watched the movie and so i didn't really tell her any anything about it i just said hey here's the movie enjoy mm -hmm. it so she, at this point she thought it was just um 
a pub crawl. She thought and, it was and, a And you know, in itself, I, and I have to say, I'm yeah. in the same boat as as uh, Blue is. Um, I didn't. Well, I didn't yeah, know. You know. I, I had it. seen Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of Hot Fuzz. I kind of knew what the idea was. Mm-hmm. But I honestly didn't know. But we won't get to the spoiler just yet because we'll yeah. we move on to. The, they go to the second bar. It's called the Old Familiar, and the whole foreshadowing part of that is it's, it's exactly the same as the bar they were same. just at. Starbucks. Then. So yeah, they have a beer there, and then they move on to another bar. They're starting to kind of re- Sam there, don't they? Uh, this is the bar they meet her at. They see her at. Um, well, maybe the old familiar. Yeah, it's Sam. the old familiar. They meet salmon. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is, is they they have a, a beer there, and um, and they basically, it's the same mm. same kind of kind of deal, um, and they they've basically got the thing started. Um, yeah. Then they go into the famous cock, and that's where they find uh, that Gary is banned. But they're yeah. also kind of like seeing that people. Don't recognize them. Yeah, the like people they don't can't figure out why why people don't recognize them. There is one part that we skipped over, which was in the first pub, um, and it just I just remembered it comes back into play, and it's a really f- I I actually do like the scene later on, like when it brings it back. Mm-hmm. So when they go into the first bar, he said like he does this big spiel about you know how he the that bar gets to fall, draw first blood, like drink. Mm-hmm. And then he says, what do you have? And he says, we have one thing. And he goes, well, tell me more about it. Like, is it foamy? Does it, you know, have a little bit of fruity aftertaste? And he goes, it's just beer. Um, but he uses, like, a bunch of different describing words. Yeah. Like, I know fruity, lingers on the tongue, foamy. Yeah. And there's one other that I can't remember. And they do that. That's just one thing I remember it comes into play later. So there's that part. Then back at, uh, we're still at Old Familiar, right? That's where we're at. Yep. Yeah. So Old Familiar, they're... Uh, so yeah, they show that. Um, oh no, sorry, we're no, we're at the famous cock. Yeah, now. we're at the famous we're cock. We're at the famous cock. So they walk in, and at this point they're going, it still looks the exact same. Like what's yeah. going on? And then they go, and then the bartender goes up and goes, Gary King, and he goes, oh, someone recognized me, and he goes, you're barred, and he goes, oh, damn, because and then um, which, so, Edgar Wright, one of the things I also love about him is he does amazing transitions of matching shots, like mm-hmm. things match. Yeah. So and then they so they have to leave, and as they walk out, they're like, "Oh, we don't get to have a, a pint here." And Gary, obviously needing to have a pint there, sees a bunch of half-drank pints on the table. So he pour like he fi- like fills one and then drinks it, and then meets up with the guys, and then it sh- goes back to the shot of the pints, and then it does a really good cut, which most directors would just do a cut from them walking, but I I like how he did it where. It, it showed the glasses empty, then so walked past, and then it showed them full at the at the next bar, yeah. which was uh, the hands, right? Which I'm just gonna call the whiskey bar. The cross hands. Yeah, the cross hands, which I'm just gonna yeah. call the whiskey bar. And that's where they have a bite to eat, mm. and they see what they refer to as the marmalade sandwich. The marmalade sandwich, which is two blondes and a redhead in the middle, um, which comes into play later. Yes, and also that's kind of also where they kind of are starting to kind of. Figuring things out. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's spoilers coming here. The uh, Gary come or comes back with shots, and that's when uh, Andy is saying that he hasn't had a drink in 16 years. And why yeah. would he do shots? He orders tap water at every bar he's at. We forgot about that. There's also yeah, yeah a really good scene, which he's I, okay. quit. He quit drinking. Going back to the first bar because we I, I keep forgetting about things which. <laughs> 
isn't like me. So going back to the first part, there is one scene. So I want to compare this to another scene. Okay. Have you seen Old Dogs with uh, what's his name? Uh, he played Elf. Uh, I can't remember his name. He played Elf, like Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Sorry, Will Ferrell. You know, in Old Dogs, right? Okay, I, I'm not 100 well, no, percent familiar, not. but I'll get your. Is it called? No, sorry, it's Old School. That's what it is. Old School. Yeah, okay. Old School. Yes. No, Old, old School. Dogs. No, old Dogs well. is a completely different movie. So yep. Old School. So when they're going Frank the Tank and he says, I haven't drank in a while, and he goes to that party, and they go, hey, have a drink. And he goes, oh, no, I haven't drank. And they just kind of look at him like, oh, okay. But you should still do it. And they go, okay, and then he does it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like yep. it's, But Edgar Wright did it so much better, which was they show up at the bar, and he goes, uh, sorry, how many pints? Um, five. Yes. Yes, five. He goes, five pints. And then uh, four pints, yeah, one tap water. One tap water, and then it goes to uh, Gary's face, and he goes, "What?" And then it does a really cool shot of uh, the uh, camera on the bottom of the mug with the getting filled, and yeah. then it does the tap water, which is very dramatic and very yeah. nicely edited. Mm -hmm. Which I thought it's a very good way to show that someone's not drinking anymore, and show how ridiculous it is. And then it shows him drinking it, and him going, "I can't believe this." Yeah, you're drinking rain, as he says, yeah. and it's like. It's beautifully done to the point where Edgar Wright does find small things like this and just goes, I can do it way much better. I can make small things yep. great. And if you want to see, just a side plug, if you want to see a movie that really shows Edgar Wright doing amazing things out of small things, I'd watch Scott Pilgrim. It is a really good film, and we'll probably get to it some other time. Huh. But back to this film. See, I didn't know he he directed that, and really? now it totally makes sense. Yeah, you did great. In this yeah, film. no, there's 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 movies that you're gonna yeah. know better than 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 I. Um, okay, so th this is the point in the in the night where Gary goes to the bathroom. Well, because his mom. So he, they're sitting at the table. Yep. And at, Andy goes after he tries to get him to drink, and then Peter does his whole him getting bullied. Then yep. uh, Gary comes back and goes, "Oh, whatever. Don't don't be sad." Well, he doesn't really say, don't be sad. He just interrupts it and goes, shots. And they're like, well, yep. what are you doing? He goes, shots. That's pretty obvious. Um, mm -hmm. They say, well, we're going to go home. This is ridiculous. Yep. So he says, you know what? I thought we were home. And then he leaves his phone on the counter. He goes to the bathroom, and his phone rings, and it's his mom. Okay. So that's what's going on at the bar table. But what's yeah. going on in the washroom is, is another thing, too, yeah. is, is he's... He's getting really frustrated that his friends aren't following they don't what want their plan is the and what they does. want to do. Mm. Um, and he goes to punch the wall, and there's a hole dead. there already from when he did it when he was a kid. Mm. So just then it cuts into a teenager walking into the, into the bar, around probably the same age. I mean, yeah. it, he seemed a bit younger for, to be in a bar, but... Uh, yeah. And like like you like I said, I didn't see this movie before, so I didn't mm. know anything coming. It wasn't uh, I didn't expect anything. Mm. Me being uh, older, hanging out with younger mm. crowds of people, um, sometimes you uh, you try to compensate by reliving your past. And he yeah. talks about how he drank, he did the yeah. Golden Mile, and he did that hole in the wall. Yeah. He didn't make the puddle of mist yeah. that's on the ground. May I interrupt you for one second? Yep. Just so. This is just a warning. So we're usually in a show like what we did last week when we were talking about spoilers. We would switch and we say spoilers on the top. But most of this film takes a turn. The film takes a turn halfway through. So then the rest of the movie is technically a spoiler. It's not really you see it in the commercials, but the details are kind of a spoiler. And yep. then the so yeah. 
So instead of doing the spoiler thing, which is on the screen, uh, like what we usually do, we're just going to warn you at the moment, if you don't want to see spoilers for this movie, go. I would just turn it off at this point because the rest of the movie is spoilers. And then go to Netflix and watch yeah. the movie. Well, it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix if you're in <laughs> Canada. So go watch it and then come back. And I was in the States not too long ago. Pretty sure it's even in the States. Okay. So go so, watch that and come back. So, so let no, me continue, continue with the uh, the bathroom scene. Yep. Um, he's speaking to the, the teenager, and the teenager isn't responding to him, which mm. is, is kind of typical of a teenager. And um, and, and Gary pens. basically is inviting him to come Drink. on the Golden Mile with yeah. them, and he's trying to get him to speak, and the, the kid is just being absolutely passive until Gary confronts him, and then they begin fighting. Which and the fighting style is, I mean, right I, immediately when I saw it, yeah, see, he's, it's cutting here. It's and, and when I saw it, I wasn't exactly sure what I was looking at because I didn't know what was going to happen in the movie. And he seemed very robotic. Yeah. And then he does this maneuver. He throws him into the mirror, and he's looking at himself, and he slams him into the, the urinal. And right then, everywhere. I was just amazed. I was mm. completely, I was like, okay, this is a movie worth doing our movie therapy for because yeah. it took a huge twist that yeah. I did not expect. The one, the one thing, just a small thing that you can continue. Yep. Because, um, again, I'm interested to see how you interpreted it. Sure. This is just a small thing, and it was a kind of a dumb moment for me. Where So a lot of times in movies, I'll go, oh, there's got to be a reason for that. There's got to be, like, a really deep meaning for that. So at one point, so... It shows it again when they hit the dryer because they're about to fight. I was like, and I was like, oh, they're robots. So that must be how they're getting their power. Well, I, probably like a couple times ago, after I was watching it for like the 37th time, I looked at it and went, no, they're just doing that so no one outside hears. It's kind of like a mask. I'm like, that isn't something for them. That's more of what people do if they fight in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I was like, that, okay, never mind. I thought it had more meaning behind it. But yeah, When yeah. I watched it, I thought that too. I yeah. thought maybe they were getting power from that, but then, mm. I mean, you never saw that again. It wasn't like they yeah. fight in the bathroom all the time. They're like, we'll fight again, get in the bathroom. But this do is this. when it comes full circle, when the, uh, the boys are starting to confront Gary about Beautiful the fact that he work. lied about his mom being dead, mm. and uh, then other teenagers walk in the bar, and they're this epic fight. Yeah. This epic b battle. Which... And I was thoroughly entertained. I was mm -hmm. cheering at the scream. Th this scene, like, if I if someone came up to me and said, hey, um, like, show me a scene from this movie and explain it to me. Either it'd be this scene or the scene um, in, what bar is it? Uh, the big, th there's a big like fight coming later. Up? Yeah. yeah, but so the reason I gotta say this is, like, the fight scenes are really good where most action films would just have People fighting, that's it. Where in Edgar Wright's fight scene, especially for this, like even watching his other films, I did not see it like in this film. It was great. Where A, the cinematography in the scene is beautiful. Like when it does a sweep and stuff yep. like that, it, it's great. Also, with five different fighters, well, I guess ten different fighters, um, there's a lot of room to move around. Where, for example, going back to Suicide Squad, they didn't have really a layered. It was they kind of had like two layers, but a lot of the people were just going forward and fighting. Where this really has a bunch of different stories going on to it. You see it more later, like it comes yeah. more like fluctuated later. Yeah. But it's just great because you see Peter trying to hide from everyone. You see Gary just failing, like right there, I guess failing completely. Um, you see Andy kind of kicking ass, 
and you see Steven just kind of doing things. And then you kind of even see Omen, like he does some slides and stuff like that, which is really cool. Then he gets punched with the thing. Like you kind of, it's more, I don't know how to say it. Like you get it's, more. It's comic, vi- it's comic violence yeah. too. So they, it has they're, more using, personality. they're using blue ink instead of blood. Yeah. And it, it makes it a whole lot more fun and easier to laugh at. I, I was, yeah. I, I always speak about movies and uh, saying that it, having some, like a bunch of enemies that you can just slaughter because just, they have no feelings, they're yeah. not human. Um, it, it was it just made it a whole mm. great bit of fun. But you're right, it does kind of foreshadow and and speak on each character. And you think these are the only five guys mm. that are fighting these these people. So yeah. like you, you kind of feel like you're part of their team as well. Also, I like how uh, like it's just a small little thing that happens a lot of times in the movie. So. Uh, oh man, keeps saying WTF, WTF, yeah. and Gary's like, I don't know what that means, and I just like how it's like, uh, uh, where he's like WTF, and he's like, what does that mean? And then Peter comes in, and goes, what the fuck? And he goes, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah. I do, I, it's small comedy bits like that. Yep. But I, I do like that. I thought it was kind of like a funny yeah. little thing. And, and I think in 2013, a lot of people were just starting to say WTF, mm. and like, it, it also kind of shows you that Oh man's the technological guy. Yeah. And he's uh, he he's kind of like embraced mm. technology, which is kind of like what the whole part of this movie is about. Is about that change and stuff? Like you know that. the 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 uh, like Starbucking, yeah. like is what you're talking about. So the next scene is, I'm gonna just say my, it's my favorite scene from this movie. It's great. Okay. Um, so basically, what happens is they go back and and they go, what should we do? And Gary goes, well, I think we should finish to the gold mile because everyone knows that we're doing it, and if we stop, they're gonna think something's going on. But really, it's just him trying to get more drunk. Yep. So then, so look as, normal, act normal. Yeah, look yep. normal, act normal. So as a man, as a person who loves old music, and I gotta say, one of the biggest things for movies for me is the soundtrack, which is weird because I don't listen to a lot of movies, but mm-hmm. I watch a lot of films. But I think that's the most important part mm-hmm. for me. So it's by the way, the score in this movie is beautiful. Like, it's great, and so. I can't believe I'm saying this. Going back to Suicide Squad. <laughs> they So at the very beginning of Suicide Squad, it shows you all the characters, mm-hmm. and it hits... The music is way too on the nose for everything. Like, yeah. oh, he's an alligator. Oh, Unfortunate Sons. Um, yeah. She's the bad guy. Or can he, uh, orchestra for the Devil. Like, it, it was so on the nose, and it was so common that I was like, yeah. this is boring. Where yeah. this movie had it, like, yeah. not on the nose, like, for all of it, and then it was like... Well, this this scene we have a perfect song for this. Yeah. So they hit it right on the nose, and it actually worked very well because it stood out. I think it's the difference of a, a big budget movie like Suicide Squad. You're not mm-hmm. given the amount of time to do it right, and then you've got somebody like Edgar Wright, whose studio they trust yeah. him. They like, know he's going to come up with something good, and mm-hmm. and he certainly delivers in every scene of this movie. And also, he can only afford like really one big song. I'm guessing. Like, I don't know what the budget for this yeah. was. Where Suicide Squad could have every song in the world. Yeah. So. And it did. It did seem in, like. I mean, let's. We should get off the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But I mean, it did. It seemed like a post-production. Yeah. We're not sure this movie's going to be what it should be. It felt like a commercial. Exactly. Like, and exactly. it was edited together by Trailer Park. Exactly. But we'll get into that. Excellent we'll makeup, though. If, yeah. you, if, if you do get into that. God. We'll um, get in, we might review that movie at some yeah. point. So. No. The, <laughs> this. <Never>. Uh, <laughs> this. So next part of this movie. So this is my favorite scene where they're sitting at the table. So there's an inside joke through the movie. Basically, they say instead of "let's go," they say "let's boo boo." Um, 
I, it's a very long explanation, like I, I can't remember off by heart. Yeah. But it will. But watch the movie; it explains it. Um, so it's basically, saying there, let's ex, go, something about something about the bear, and then it turns to yeah. Yogi Bear, and then it turns to Yogi and and no, sorry, then it turns Boo Boo, to, and then it just turns yeah. into straight up Boo Boo. Yeah. It's so let's Boo Boo. Ex pursued by a bear was something about a play. Yep. Anyways, so they're sitting at the table, and Andy, who doesn't drink, also just takes all the shots, and is sitting there, and goes. Drink up, let's boo-boo. Um, it's on the screen. Yep. And then it hits right into the score, which is uh, Whiskey Bar by The Doors, which is like dun-dun-dun. Like, yep. it's eerie, very eerie. Yeah, and you can say, you can, if you can just yeah. hear it right now, yeah, they're just, when they're walking like that, it's uh, yeah. it's, and it's a great, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it, the, the lyric is, show me which way to the next Whiskey Bar, um, which, again, them looking for a, like the next bar is very on the nose, but it's done great. So this part, like just the eeriness of the music, it reminded me a lot of in Shaun of the Dead when they did the, I can't remember, it's called like Wrath, a Blue Wrath or something like that. Okay. But it's like a very eerie song at the very beginning. It's mm-hmm. the credit score in Shaun of the Dead. You can people will probably mention in the comments if they comment. Sure. But it's it was just like I really like the eeriness of it, and I also really liked it was very choreographed how they walked, which I thought was really cool. Like he got the unnerving feeling where. It seemed like even Gary was no longer having a good time. Like they were like, let's just continue this and get out of here. And it was it was just beautifully done. I thought, like, and it's my favorite scene, just because it's done to music, which is a great song. It's beautifully done to that music. Yep. And it's just a great scene that where I I, I write small things all the time. Yep. Like I write scripts all the time, but a lot of the time I have trouble trying to get from point A to point B. Where this, he was just like. Let's do it in a beautiful way. Yeah. Very simple. Tells you a lot about what's going on very quickly. And it's he just... He does his music very it's, well. It's a great scene. So then after that... Okay, so next, that, that's the yeah. bar they're acting normal in. And the sixth bar um, is the trusty servant. And that's mm. when they run into their old pal, the Reverend Green. He t- says that he doesn't sell... Drugs anymore. Drugs. I still like the... Yeah. Can I buy some drugs? Yeah. And you know, like I, I, I won't want to get. Let's not get mm. into buying drugs. Um, well, you want some? <laughs> I can sell you some. So I mean, even even in meeting Reverend mm. Green, they realized he doesn't sell anymore. Which kind of, you know, in one criticism for this movie is, what is he doing in the bar? Doesn't yeah. really make sense that he's there. Um, he isn't one of these. Um, things which they have yeah. a really funny scene about how they're going to come up with the name. Oh, and I like, love the. We can't come up with the name. It's drawing a blank, so they call them blanks. So yeah. from now on, we're just going to call them the blanks. Um, so yeah, he, they ask him if he's a blank, and he says he's not a blank. Well, they ask if he's a robot, and they give yeah. him the de- description of what a robot actually yeah. means. Yeah, which is slave. Yeah, and uh, and all that. It's 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 interesting that they mm. continue to use those little anecdotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on, they go to the uh, two-headed dog, where they run into Sam and the twins. We should probably say before, at, at the servant, everyone finds out that they know. They, it, it immediately goes uh, yep. ass up, where basically they will go up to the Reverend Green and go, are you a robot? And then the people beside him who aren't robots but are on the robot side go, oh, they know. And like basically says, yep. you, should, you should leave now. And everyone turns them and they're like, oh, crap. Well, yep. they continue going. And yeah. yeah, and then they go to the next one, which was... Uh, the two-headed dog. The two-headed dog. And that's where they, they've already told Sam kind of what's going on. Sam doesn't believe yeah. what's going on. And she goes out and has a cigarette with yeah. these girls. And 
they, he asked if there's anything mm. weird about the twins. I'm a twin, so uh, I found this part kind of funny. Um, and the twins are saying the same thing at yeah. the same time. It's you very creepy. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> but of course, we're not uh, blanks. Yeah. Um, so they find out quickly, and in a, a fight in the courtyard mm -hmm. or breaks out. And it's really funny, especially when uh, one of the twins ends up with uh, the legs on her arms yeah. and this is, is kicking people with her arms. This is this. Run like this. It's excellent. And again, the, the smoking is very relevant in the, uh, the English movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, Gary comes in. When this in, is on the screen, I just love watching this scene. It's it's yeah. It's, the comic violence is is awesome, but it like it doubles as an action scene that is is worth seeing. It's just twist the melon. Also, I watched a thing about them making these, mm -hmm. and it it's even creepier watching them make them. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's eerie. And they, they had they, some money to do this. Eh? They, yeah, they explained that uh, basically the idea of the blanks was action figures, which I thought they were. I thought it would be mannequins, mm -hmm. but they said the actual idea was. Um, uh, yeah, action figures, and it shows how they did a lot of the effects. That's neat, and stuff like that, and it's really cool. But yeah, so they do this, um, which this is how Sam finds out that this is, and it's again a great action scene. Yeah, she, she asks, "What's going on?" Goes, yeah. I just told you in the uh, in the gents. Yeah, in the disabled. In the, in the disabled. Yeah. yeah, he takes her to the disabled again, and he yeah. says that he's not, not trying there. to do anything, but if not she wants to, to do something, her. he'll tell her after. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and then, again, just a, another small little joke I like is when they come back in and Andy's drunk because he took a bunch of shots and he's been drinking now. And they're sitting there and they're trying to figure out a name. And he goes, nothing's better. Nothing in the past 10 minutes, nothing that you've suggested in the past 10 minutes is better than Smashy Smashy Eggman. And <laughs> I just like that. It's British comedy. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, then that's when they come up with blanks. Because they're drawing a blank. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I forget what they call the... Robots that aren't robots. Well, them, them, and they, they oh, had yeah. a whole discussion about what pronouns were. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't use. know what a pronoun is. Uh, you just use one. It, it's a pronoun. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to the mermaid. It's, yeah. it's funny how uh, the confusion that we're getting to each bar is is exactly kind of how they're marrying yeah. it. Um, the beehive uh, is excellent. They run into their old guidance counselor, Mr. Shepard, played by well, Pierce Brosnan. You, you skipped over... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I'm talking about the beehive. I'm thinking about the mermaid. Yeah. The mermaid is where they see Basil, or Basil, and uh, he confirms what's going on. So, also, this used to be... The mermaid was just a pub originally, and now it's like a, like a rave, basically. Yeah, it's like a dance bar. It's a, a student yeah. disco kind of deal. It's like the, dan like the first party in uh, Trainspotting. Mm -hmm. That's how I first thought of it. Yeah. Well, th they start to realize that things are really gone amok when yeah. they're in the dance club. They, they see, see the uh, marmalade, they, sandwich. marmalade sandwich. As but young the real people. clincher, which they didn't really reveal until after they see this guy, is they see Sam's ex. No, no, it wasn't her ex. It was the guy she had a crush on. And then they got out, and it's revealed that he's been dead. Like he, he yeah, died he died in a motorcycle yeah. accident. I'm not. Sure. I, I didn't. I thought it was her ex, but okay. no, I think so. I think she says it's just. I think yeah, because she said, "Old man says, isn't that the guy you liked?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah that's the guy." That and liked. the point is that yeah, they're starting to realize that the DNA has been taken from a different time. Yeah, and they've made a person that is unbelievable because he's already gone. Yeah, excuse me. Um. So the mermaid is uh, 
it, it's a the music does step up into a dance bar and everyone's kind of having a great time yeah. kind of changes the pace of the movie where also basil so going back to basil who is played by uh david bradley um he so he comes in and he so they always say at the very beginning that he's this crazy guy that believes in like i think aqua nazis what they keep saying in the that the Bermuda Triangle is two isosceles triangles on top of each other mm-hmm. that form some other shape. Um, but yeah, so they talk about that. Like he comes in, and he basically says, "This is what's going on. This is what's going on uh, Newton Haven. Basically, people are getting replaced by blanks. Um, they're the, that the visitor, like the alien, the network, isn't hostile unless you say no. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you know, um, don't let them get." your uh, DNA through like saliva, uh, what it, saliva, sweat, blood, like all the yep. things. Um, so he basically explains to them and then he goes, don't ask what happens to the empties. Well, what happens to the empties? I told, I you, told you not to ask that. Yeah, he, he also has the very thickest accent ever. And also, <laughs> if you don't know who uh, David Bradley is, um, then you have seen the other ones and not this one. Um, Think of in Hot Fuzz, the guy that talk, like talks like the mumbling. He's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. yeah, with all the guns, like that. That's the that's the. Oh, was he in Shaun of the Dead? Hot Fuzz. Was he in Shaun of the Dead too, though? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't. Interesting. I don't know, um, but yeah. So, uh, I just like how they took like kind of a background joke character and actually gave him like. Yeah. And it was kind of funny that it was like it's oh, filled, the, the, all his films are filled with those kinds yeah. of things. And yeah. considering they always said that he was like the crazy guy, and then they go, "Oh no, see, he's not actually crazy. He actually knows yeah. what's going on." Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, that happens. So the conspiracy conspiracy theorist turns into the the only person they can trust. Yeah, the smart guy. So, um, so that we, can we move on to the beehive now? Yeah. We can move on to the beehive. <laughs> okay. So in the beehive, it's the uh, they run into Mr. Shepard, who is played by Pierce Brosnan. Uh, and, brilliant actor, and uh, he he really kind of just reaffirms what they need to do. Yeah, and funny that O Man is kind of like relaxed about it, and he's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's okay, we can do this. Yeah, it's a uh, it sounds like it makes sense, and, and they and they realize that his birthmark is back on his head. Well, and also so there is a hint towards it in the scene before, where uh, like in the in the mermaid, where uh, Gary goes up to him and says, hey. Um, uh, 1990 old man was out of commission by then and uh-huh. he goes what do you mean because he's being very like yeah. gung ho for this like yeah we should go to another bar and like basically you know he's a blank and he goes and you think he's going to find out and he goes I love this new you and then they yeah. go to the next one um, which yeah where they mes- meet Mr. Shepard um, <laughs> which at this point it's like Mr. Shepard basically says yes everyone knows Every- everyone here knows you, yeah. you, every- we all know you know what's going on yeah. and tries to explain um like what's going on and the one thing that hit me the last time like th- while I was watching it the past three times and making notes one thing it hit me was I think the biggest thing like could you I, like and it doesn't focus on this in the movie but could you imagine going back to your hometown and finding out everyone that you cared about everyone is gone and replaced like where it's when like when you have a friend die and stuff like that it's really hard and stuff like that but could you imagine then having someone basically pretend to be them and walk around like that yeah. would be really messed up and they up. have some of your memories and all that too yeah like they, they kind of lead into that. that too it makes it sound like uh maybe they're living in the past um and we'll get to that when they actually go to the smokers after that but um, yeah but there's a great big epic si- uh, 
you know, fight. Screen. They're they all, all like, and they're taking mm. them all out, and uh, the, and they're they're thinking they're getting they're making some progress in this fight. And of course, they're just heads getting split, arms mm. getting ripped off, bar chairs being thrown mm. at people. You know, it just anything is a weapon. And also, they don't know who their allies are. A lot of the there's a lot of back to back scenes, and they turn yeah. around and realize that it's a blank behind them and not one of their friends. Yeah, and they're constantly trying to put their hand. On the face, face, and that is so menacing. And it's, and so, so, it's just, so British yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Like, it looks like something off Doctor Who, which also, so I was talking about this in the last one. This is the big fight scene. Like, mm -hmm. there's, I don't know if there's one more, but this is, like, the big, big one. Yeah. So, again, talking about multi-layered. So they have the main fight scene that's going on. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's something going on with Steven and Sam. But also with Gary, Gary's just trying to get his drink. So he's spending this whole time, like, and it's kind of a comedy aspect of it. Because yeah. you go back, and he's trying to fill his drink and trying to drink and stuff like that. <laughs> then at one point, he has to decide between having his drink or saving Sam, and he does both. Um, but, yeah, I just like how it, again, showing the multi-layeredness. Like, they have uh, Peter trying to get away from it. They have Andy being just kick-ass. And they have uh, Gary just trying to get his drink. Yeah. And... Again, uh, also this part, I think they gloss over it. Like, this is a great movie, and there, I have no, like, I'd say it's nearly perfect. Mm -hmm. The one thing I never, like, when I, as soon as I started thinking, I'm like, oh, wait, technically all these people are dead. Like, all their friends are dead. This part, I think, in real life, if, like, again, this is not, obviously, yeah. this is not real. But in real life, I think Sam, all of a sudden realizing that her brother is now gone, it would be more of a big deal. Because she seems more of it's like an inconvenience. Like, she goes, Oh, crap. Okay, let's fight. Which, yeah. again, a great movie. My favorite comedy ever. That's just... I have a gripe with every single yeah. movie I've ever watched. Well, yeah. I, th I think mm. it's Edgar's right, Edgar Wright and uh, Simon Pegg's way mm. to just move on. Continue. Yeah, because you don't want you know, to you don't want you, you don't need... Well, you don't need the emotion at this point. At this yeah. point, you need to just... The, are they going. getting somewhere in this battle? Mm. And th then Pierce Brosnan comes out, and he's fine after he's had his head ripped off. Well, and he's, it's he's a new come copy. Back together. Yeah, it's, it's a new, new copy, copy of him. Up. So they realize that they're kind of like they're kind of on their own with it. So they, they leave. They do it. Gary and Sam meet up, and and basically Gary lets makes Sam leave with the car and get mm. out of there. Their friends all or his friends all get at them about sending away the only sober driver. Yeah. They're working on a plan to get back to the beast, and they have their map out and trying to figure it all out. And in the smokehouse, they're kind of like suspicious of each other. So they're showing each other their bruises and things that has happened that yeah. would not be fixed because the blanks take Our your blank perfect slates. DNA or yeah. what, which, however you were born. They also which, find out that, yeah, we, you already mentioned that they find it only because it's yeah. birthmark. Which, which actually is ridiculous because DNA doesn't hold that for yeah, birthmark, birthmark. So, But, I mean, it, it's yeah. a plot point, so it's necessary. So um, they realize that to get back to the car, the only way through is to go through the tenth bar, the king's yeah. head, and the king's head basically is is, is symbolizing Gary, yeah. being the king, Gary King. Yeah, he, he refers to himself as the king a lot through the movie. Yeah, um, and he, he at one point he's actually smashing his head, I think, like eleven times into yeah. a post to so prove that he's we, not a blank. We skip this. So there's in the smokehouse. It does. For a little, like for a little scene, it does a lot. Like it tell, it finally tells you what the accident was. So basically, what happened was Gary ODs and uh, Andy was three times over the limit and was like, "I'm going to drive you to a hospital," and rolled the car, and uh, 
uh, Gary escaped, like had a miraculous recovery and ran away, leaving Andy to get arrested after uh, I think he said three hours of life-saving surgery. Mm-hmm. So it shows, and it does mention this later where he says um, uh, that. What was I gonna say? What, so oh, he was playing the knife game from Aliens. No, no, I was gonna no? say that uh, it does say that he said that. He wasn't upset because of the accident. He said he, he was upset because he left him. It, yeah. that, it was like, he's like, you let me down. But so that, and also it shows you that Gary really does not want to show his arms. Like, yeah. they're like, show us your arm because there's a mark there. Um, and again, beautiful acting in this part. And he goes, no, no, no I'm not going to show you my arms. And he kind of hides from it. And then he ends up pounding his head against yeah. the wall to show that his head is a smashy, smashy Eggman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they do that. And then they get into the king's head, which... Gary awakes after um, yeah. they knock him out. I forget why they knock yeah, him out. Yeah, I, I found that too. I watched, I've watched this movie three times and I don't remember exactly how I he gets knocked out. Yeah. Um, I think they it, knock him it's, out. It's some kind of like, the, that's where they find that modern art statue with the eyes in it and uh, stuff looking down oh, at him. Yeah, what it is is they, because uh, then they run through a forest and then this is Pete's last moments where they're running through the forest and Pete's laughing because there's a joke of King Gay because yeah. Gary carves King Gary into it and, and takes the eye yeah. out. So they're walking and then uh, Peter's bull, I can't remember his name, um, finds him in the woods and says, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. You, can you forgive me? And it's obviously a blank. And Peter just takes his time, just butcher the guy. Like yep. beats him and then hits him with a tree branch, something like that. And then yep. he looks up and he's now surrounded by blanks. But it, it was kind of like a cool thing. It was like he was willing to die just yep. to get back at him. Um, yeah. And he loved it, and yeah. it, it was a good scene. I was thoroughly impressed by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after the king's head, they go to the bar called the Hole in the Wall. Mm. Um, it it kind of gets a little blurry as to what's going on for everybody. Yeah. But they are they are coming to terms with it. That getting to the world's end isn't the most pop, most famous thing here. Yeah. They're tired of of Gary telling them what to do. Then Gary kind of like lets them know or did, does he do that in the last bar where he talks about his uh, wrists uh, that's in the last okay so um, so basically G- Gary just wants to get a pint at the hole in the wall and get out of there it gets filled with blanks and then boom through the hole in the wall comes which, Steven so again yeah so you're talking about the foreshadowing yeah. also I gotta say so another thing that Gary does really good for transitions like that is so also Quentin Tarantino did really good in Django where a lot of people in movies will just have, I think, enter and exit the scene very calmly. Where Edgar Wright did this part, like he does things entering and leaving the screen very good. Like he does mm-hmm. the phone all the time, like the phone or the cake popping into screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he does, uh, it happens in Scott Pilgrim and also happens in this movie where he jumps through the window. Yep. To exit the scene, he literally just dives through the window, which yep. I... It, it's a funny way to leave, where most people would just have them leave, yeah. like have them run out of door. But Edgar Wright's like, yeah, I know, I can find a funny way to do yeah. that. They definitely do, a, they do a lot of fence jumping and, yeah. and, and things. And, Which is and like fails. signature. Super fails, yeah. Signature of Edgar Wright is the fence yeah. falling over. Yeah, the fence falling over or them trying to just yeah. get out in unconventional ways. Um, so then that, that leads them to the world's end. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm speeding this up is I kind of want to get some other funny things. Yeah, so they get to the king. So they get to the world's end, which is the final bar. Um, also, Andy r- rips his wedding ring, which uh, the marmalade sandwich took. He yeah. rips it out of her stomach. Yeah. Um, and then they run to the world's end, 
Gary picks up the final pint. So he's had one at every single, like, so, so far. He's the only one that has. Um, and he goes to take the drink, and then Andy tackles him and tries to convince him that this isn't worth it. And he, he then finds out about his wrist, and Andy basically explains that his life is complete crap, nothing has been better than that night, and that he needs this. Like, that, that this is a thing and that help for him didn't work, that help was just a bunch of people in a room talking sad, and that wasn't for him. They told him when to go to sleep. Yeah, they, no one tells him when to go to bed. Yeah. But, so, uh, it's like no one puts baby in a corner. <laughs> but, uh, so, then, uh, after Andy explains, like, why that night of, like, him dishing him meant a lot, and that he's like, I would have felt you that, which, by the way, Usually in comedy, it doesn't have a very touchy moment. Like, usually, like, it skips being touchy. But th- at this point, I gotta say, this was really touchy. Like, it was really, like... Yep. This, I, th- I think most comedies do eventually get see, I don't, some kind of touchy. Usually, I find it either half-assed or just not yeah. very touchy. It well, delivers it quite very, well. It's not it, too much sap, but, but it's 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 per- a perfect yeah. ending to the movie. And it's what you've been rooting for. Like, you've yeah. been rooting for Andy and Gary to, like, get back. Yeah. And it comes to this point... And then basically Gary goes to fill up the pint glass and the floor lowers. And then he is down there and he all of a sudden a big face reveals. Mm-hmm. Which, so at this point I'd like to talk about something that happens at the beginning of the movie, uh, a little bit through and at the end. So there's a rule in filmmaking called the rule of threes, which is called set up, uh, sorry, set up, uh, remind, and then pay off. Yes. So the setup was the very beginning it shows that speech of yep. the, we just want to have a good time. And then when he goes to meet all of his friends, it shows a blurb of that, saying, see, remember this speech? Yeah. And at the very end, he quotes it, heart, like, off by heart, yeah. the final speech, which for, it makes you feel good going, oh, and, you know, I, yeah, I immediately linked it. So it's like, it, it's just, it was a very good way of saying, like, linking it. Like, it, it wasn't necessary, but it was just a cool thing to have. Yeah. Well, it, it brought it all full full circle. And the speech kind of did, in its very basic terms, explain exactly what Gary was there for. Yeah. And so, basically, it turns out that the reason that everything was, all the bars were Starbucks was because there's this thing called the network, which is trying to Starbucks all the planets. Um, which, I gotta say, I really like this image of just, because usually, like, my mind immediately goes back to, and I don't know why, like, to me, I don't know why. But it goes back to the idea of 2001 Space Odyssey when, like, the monkeys are looking at the, I can't remember what it's called, the big black thing. Um, and then also in Planet of the Apes, just the whole idea of man and ape. Usually it's yep. man, man and its creations are higher and something else is lower, where it switches it where it has the aliens yep. is higher. And it's very, like, where usually a lot of movies try to prove that humans are, like, the best and stuff like that. Where this movie goes, no, no, we're complete mess-ups. Yeah, but, we're mess-ups, but we're... But it's great that we yeah, are. Exactly. And, it, and it does that. It goes, hey, you know, it's okay. And it, and it fights for that part where it's like... And I don't know. I just really like the... the where they say, Gary, Gary might be a cock, but he's my cock. Yeah, but he's my cock. Um, and basically, he does exactly what he's done to his friends mm. to wear them down to the network. And the network refuses to... Yeah. to bother arguing with them anymore. So he just says... He does what Andy says. Uh, he just says, screw it. And goes away. And they go away, and uh, basically... Steven d- comes back also. Steven comes down after they say... Yeah. Where the network goes, you're just two drunk men. And he goes, three drunk men, and yeah. he comes down the rope. 
So it's it's kind of like, and they have like a whole Three Musketeers motif thing yeah. going on too. And it's finally no now really three. Into that and, and I also gotta say, it kind of just foreshadowed by saying the Three Musketeers messed up. They should have had five, and then two could have died, and they'd still have three. Yep. Where they had five, two died, and now they have three. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then it does this, and then it, it explains that the network is the reason that we have all this technology. And then when the network leaves, everything blows up, and they do this like chase scene, which I like. I, I'm not a big fan of chase scenes. Like okay. to me, there's only really one chase scene I like, and that's the Blues Brothers chasing through the mall. Okay. Actually, the two chase scenes from Blues Brothers. Other than that, I'm not like a chasing kind of guy. Like, I understand where we have them; they're kind of cool sometimes, but I can take them or leave them. Yep. So the, the car chase thing is kind of a forgettable moment for me. It's like, yeah, you know. So basically, they do reverse driving to get away from this explosion. No, sorry, no. They do regular. Sorry, no. What yep. movie is it where they do reverse? Uh, whatever. So they drive away from this explosion, and then it's basically they go outside Newton Haman to watch the world burn, which it says at the beginning of the movie. Um, and then it's like shows. Then it does like a, Andy does a wrap up of how the world has turned, which also I gotta say is very subtle. The way where the whole movie is from Gary's point of view, narrated by Gary, um, which there isn't very much narration. It's just mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yep. The beginning is narrated by Gary. And the whole thing's done from his perspective. And at the very end, it switches to Andy. And yep. it talks about how Andy's like, yeah, after the network left, we kind of lost like all the technology. We didn't really miss it that much. And then he goes through saying, well, the guys have done, like, Oman, uh, well, the Blanca Oman is doing well, they, real estate. Basically, it says the Blanks yeah. restarted themselves. Oh, yeah. The and they're continuing on to society from where they left yeah. off, basically. And, yeah, so Oman is now, uh, the Blanca Oman is now uh, Back to the real estate agency. Yeah. And, and, uh, Peter's back to being a father, mm-hmm. the Blank Peter, which it says the very beginning that he's not a very good father. Like, he's not part of a happy family, and now he's apparently but a better n- one. His wife didn't seem to notice any different about yeah. him. Well, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so yeah, then it does like kind of a wrap-up, then it goes, I don't really know what happened to Gary, and it does a, uh, he's back with the blanks of the, the guys, and he goes around, and do you play video games? Not many. Okay. So there's a game called Skyrim, and this reminded me of it, where they go into the bar, and they all go, five tap water, oh, they go, five waters, and he goes, we don't serve their, their kind there. Also very Star Wars, we don't serve those kind, when they point yeah. to the droids. And then he, and then he says, no, you're going to give us things. And then he takes out his sword, and the other guys take out their weapons. And then right before they fight, the blank's eyes glow. And I was like, that's really cool, just seeing like their eyes glow again. And then it hints to like a big fight, which yep. I just want them to make a short of that fight. Just, <laughs> I think it would be cool. Um, but, yeah, so. So that's, that's essentially that's the, the movie. That's the walkthrough. <laughs> but, it, 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 again, it's my favorite comedy. It's a great, okay. it's a great movie. Okay, so now that we've got that movie, I got some questions for you, Ty. Okay. Um, of the twelve bars, okay, um, which one would you stay? I mean, stay. I know you don't drink, but like when you turn nineteen, okay, of those all those bars, which one do you want to be in? One. Like, well, you have this, to pick well, one. well, this is going down. It, it, well, just basically, which bar seemed like the most fun? Uh, it's either. Huh. As me being more of a calm person, like, which is weird because I'm very talk with my hands stuff like that. As me liking my peace and quiet, I'd either do the world's end because just like the like the little bit you saw of it, it looked very peaceful and mm-hmm. quiet, and also is away from everything. Yeah. That one, or on the opposite side. Of the I scale, only said one, just one. 
Okay. Uh, so you I'm, can, I'm you can give teeter. You my two, and you then I'm going to tell you. You can teeter. And on the opposite side of the scale is, uh, what was it? The one that the big fight scene's in. The beehive. No, 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 sorry, no. Not the first fight scene. What was that one? Uh, that was the maiden? No. The cross hands? The cross hands, that one. The whiskey yeah. bar. That oh, I w- just for the music that came out when you. <laughs> I wish no, just because it looked like it looked like a really cool environment, and I think, yeah, just because like, I I travel a lot and stuff like that, and I really like like my fondest memories of traveling, which usually people don't say they have fond memories of traveling, is the night before you fly out, sitting in a restaurant. You know, it's night outside. It's like a dimly like not a dimly lit like lit like how that bar was. Sitting there just eating food. So I think I'd pick that one just because I like the atmosphere. The atmosphere is like, that's good. I'd love to go and just eat, not even drink there, just eat there. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a really nice place just to hang out with people. I think mine would be the beehive. The beehive. Just uh, the the fun atmosphere, the dance music, the girls. You like, mean uh, the mermaid? What did I say? The beehive. You said the beehive. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I am thinking of the mermaid. Yeah. I just like the idea. The beehive, I'd probably sit and have a drink in, but I mean, the mermaid is exactly. I, I, just, I just really like the idea. Like, pretend we're in uh, the the beehive. So, like, you know, just pretend like you know, drink your drink. I'll be you, okay? You okay. drink. Okay. So this is like a calm, nice pump. It's right in the middle. Of going, this is great, guys. And they're sitting there going, "This is a calm pub. What are you doing?" Yeah. Just dancing right in the middle of it. Just everyone really calm, you know, like um, the 11th orchestra going on. I'm sorry, this ninth, whatever it's yeah, called. I, I think going the on, music, and you going. The music's good, and you know the right, you know the right notes hit. I wouldn't just be sitting there; I'd okay. be dancing. But I, I do like to sit Are in we the still bar and, the and have conversations. I'm talking about the mermaid. Okay. Okay. I, I so, anyway, raving there. What is your favorite funniest part in the movie? One favorite part. Uh, does that be funny or is it just my yeah, favorite part? Your, your favorite part doesn't oh. have to be funny. Definitely the whiskey bar scene. The walk. The, the just the, the music? Mine, the mine is the scene where, um, where Gary and Sam are leaving and they're on the rooftop. Oh, and Sam falls. realizes her car. And I'm, like, I literally, when I watched it the first time, I did burst out laughing out loud when he jumps on the car and just smashes all the windows when he lands on it. Actually, can I change mine? Sure. Because okay, so I'd like. Can I alter the question a little bit? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> can I give two questions? Can I give? Can I add a question and answer sure. It for me? Sure. Uh, sure. My favorite joke <laughs> in the film. Uh huh. Is definitely the smashy, smashy Eggman. When oh, he goes, there's never, there's not been any better. Yeah. One than but you, smashy, but you said that. Eggman. What's your favorite joke in the film? Um, my favorite joke. Call you off guard. Um, no, no. I there's a funny part. I don't know if it's so much of a joke as it's a payoff to a joke is that uh, when the cop pulls them over the first time mm-hmm. and he doesn't have his license and the, he just says, can I just give you my name? And he gives him Peter's name. Oh, yeah. And he realizes that the car that Peter sold him years and years ago is still in his name. I thought that was hilarious. That doesn't count. Like, you got to give me a, yeah. a straightforward one joke, one line. Uh, yeah, you caught me off guard there. I, I win. I like boo-boo. I, I like boo-boo a lot. I win. We're done with the podcast. We're just, we'll cancel it. <laughs> I won. The twist was amazing, honestly. I, the twist I really, was amazing. I, it was absolutely... If you haven't seen the movie... Go see it right now. What well, I mean, you've gotten this far into the podcast. Uh, I, I hope Keep, that... Leave it running. Go watch it. Yeah. Leave it in the background. But the twist is... You already know about it. Oh. Um, when Andy downs all five of the shots so he doesn't have to yeah, drive, that's the, funny, too. 
Um, okay, so I've concocted some trivia for you. Oh, you've concocted trivia? I got yeah. a game for, for us after. Oh, actually, okay, first, before we do trivia, as we did last episode, do you want to talk about the acting real quick? Well, I think we've I think we've kind of exhausted yeah, all of that. Yes, yeah, the acting I guess yeah. was great. There's not really much to talk about. It, well, I mean, uh, as a whole, great acting, great movie. Do, while well, we're on the topic of acting, before we, because I think we should do this when we do the games. Um, do you want to do the recast? Did you pick people to recast? No, I didn't. I picked. I spent hours trying to figure out people to recast, and I am going to read off the list to you. Okay. So, uh, recast. I'll you guys start this. at the bottom. I'll do this. Go up. Okay. All right. Sam. You know Sam? Yep. The old man's sister. Yep. Old man's sister. Uh, Christian Dunst. Christian Dunst. Um, yeah, I think she could pull it off. You think so? Yep. She's, uh, I'd say, cuter than the actress that played it in the movie, and that's basically the only reason I picked yeah. her. I like Rosamund Pike, so she's yeah. good. Um, if you haven't seen Gone Girl, see it. Okay. For Peter, I thought Joe Cornish. Not sure who that is. Um, you know, in uh, Shaun of the Dead, the first, like when he goes and says, like when he goes to go in and they're like, hey, you're moving from London to the small village. Oh, okay. The first guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him, I thought. It, it would work. It, yeah. It he's taller than Peter, but he still had the fa- same face shape. And just the way he, the guy talked, I could see it like that. Sure. I was teetering from either him playing Omen or this guy, but I went with that. Uh, for Steven, and bear with me on this. Okay. Ewan McGregor. I think Ewan McGregor's a little old for that now, but yeah, but I, I can see it. I, I just that might be your train spotting. Uh, yeah, fetish. I like train spotting <laughs> a lot. Um, see, I just thought that would be good. Um, mm-hmm. For old man, and you're gonna have to uh, cameraman Mark. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to search this up because I forget even who this guy is. You'll probably instantly know him. I'm probably. gonna look like an idiot. Um, for old man. Uh, Steve, uh, is Steve, uh, Coogan? C-O-O- Oh, Steve Coogan, okay, yeah, he was in, uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Um, And, like, that, that actor is, like, 60 years old. Oh, wait, I messed this up. Can you, (laughs) can you look up Joe Cornish? So, Steve Coogan would be what character? Because I, I remember, uh, that was Omen. I remember teetering between the two. Yes, this is who I thought would play Peter. I remember teetering on uh, okay. Steven, but I remember this guy I thought would be good for um, yeah. sure. Peter. Um, okay. I did remember, I, there was a couple movies that he was in. Um, I think he was in Shaun of the... No, sorry, I think he was in a Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he was um, in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's what that guy is. And then for the last two, uh, um, Andy, I don't think he can get better than Nick Frost. Nick Frost is the yeah. best. And then yeah, like if you put like Seth Rogen in Andy's thing, it yeah. would ju- it would just turn into a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, like, I think if you put any of those look, kinds look of at that in face. It. That 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 man is yeah. That guy is a lovable that, teddy bear. That character was definitely written for him. And then uh, Gary King is obviously still Simon Pegg. Oh, so you, you didn't. I, I, I didn't. Too I didn't change the first. <laughs> I, I think if I was to do a cast list, I I would yeah. definitely. Ha- I did try, well, and I did have a hard time. I started inserting movies that were ten years. From ten years ago, and I was thinking yeah. like Michael Sarah, and I was thinking oh. Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, and basically the whole cast of Superbad could redo, <laughs> could redo this movie, Super and bad. it would it would be it would be done well, but I mean it would be redundant. I just like the idea of Superbad uh, as like uh, 
That's uh, a British middle comedy. Age, a middle oh, okay, British middle comedy. age. Yeah. British age male comedy. It might not fit because it's a high yeah. school movie, but uh, um, anyways, is that is that your whole cast there? Yeah. All so right. then, so let's finish. Like, let's do the games, and then we can do the hint towards next week. So okay. Do, do you, so do you want me to start with my game, or do you want to do your game? Well, um, you did your cast. Why don't I do my trivia? Okay. You okay. Did trivia at the very beginning. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy this. I did kind of try and cater towards you. I'm gonna um, fail. Really. And, and I do have multiple choice, and right. uh, but I, I'm not gonna give you the multiple choice until you need it, okay? Because okay. you might get it. All right. Okay. So this is a bit of a stretch, but I did find this in doing some research. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz. I hope I'm saying it right. All right. He is the character when they knock on the door. They knock on the and he opens the oh, door yeah. and he comes out. He's also in Shaun of the Dead as their roommate. Oh yeah. Um, he voiced a Star Wars villain. Which Star Wars villain did he voice? I knew this one. Snoke, didn't he? No, wait, no. Okay, I'll give you the multiple choice. Okay. Darth Vader. Obviously not. Yeah. Darth Maul or a Stormtrooper storm in Force Awakens. I want to say just Stormtrooper. Yeah. Because that'd be the easiest one. Is that your final answer? But someone, I know someone else did do the voice of Dark Maul, and I know for a fact I did. I did there know you are something Dark about Maul him. Dark Maul again. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Sorry. <laughs> I, but I remember I saw something about him, and I. I, I, I so what's your it. final answer? Darth Maul. That's right. I thought so. He did voice Darth Maul, and it, when I saw that fact, I was like, absolutely, his voice sounds exactly. See, like I can't him. see it. Even after knowing that, like the first time, I still can see yeah. it. Well, I knew it wasn't. Now Ray I know Park. the second time. Anyway, so question number two. Okay. Uh, which wrestler okay. does Gary imitate in the gents when he eliminates the first blank? He just close. You know, he just runs at him, doesn't no, he? No, he uses a wrestler's famous move. I know. Oh, it, I'm when a he fan does of that. Wrestling. Oh, uh, I'm a fan of wrestling. So, Bane. Bane does that to Batman. Okay, I'll give you. No, that would be. Yeah, that would be a, <laughs> not a wrestler. <laughs> you, would Bane you, is you, a wrestler, though. Do you want to tell Bane that he ain't a wrestler? <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. Okay, so who, what's the multiple choice? Um, St- Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. The British Bulldog or okay. The Rock. So I know about like five wrestlers and you didn't name any of them. <laughs> um, I, just because I want it to be. Just because I want it. British Bulldog. I, the British Bulldog was thrown in there as a as a, uh, a red herring to mess you up. It was actually the Rock. He does he performs a rock bottom on him onto the. Uh, Is that urinal. when he like breaks his spine? That's when he hits his head into the urinal. Oh yeah, yeah sorry, he performs yeah, yeah. a rock bottom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what was the original name for this movie when Edgar Wright and uh, Simon Pegg wrote the script? Actually, I think it was Edgar Wright that wrote the script and brought it to Simon Pegg. I I know this. I know this. Yeah. It, it, it was I, in the special features. I know, because I, I, when I had the DVD, I used to watch the special features yeah. all the time. Do you want uh, the multiple choice, or do you want to guess? I want to take a guess, because as soon as I hear the multiple choice, I think I'm going to get it. Okay. Yeah, I knew it still had, it had something still to do with alcohol, I'm pretty sure. I think it had more to do with alcohol, didn't it? My only hints are multiple choice. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go multiple choice. Okay, multiple choice. Is it called The Network? Okay. Was it called King of the World, or was it called Crawl? Crawl. That's what yeah, it was. I knew you'd get that one. I, 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 I knew I had something to do with the beer, and I kept thinking it was, I, I was going to say Pub Crawl. I was going to call yeah. it Pub Crawl. I was actually going to write that, too. Mm-hmm. And, and the original script didn't have aliens in it. They actually started writing the whole movie yeah. 
and when they got the whole idea with the crawl, which we said this before, but in itself would be a great movie as well. Yeah, the coming of movie. age and, yeah. and, and different things could be thrown in that didn't yeah. have to be sci-fi, but the twist was absolutely amazing. I, I, yeah, the sci-fi element is great. Um, you did touch on this too. Um, how does Steven lose, or sorry, not Steven, Andy, mm. how does he lose and gain his wedding ring back? He punches it through. How does he lose it though? Uh, the girl sucks it off his yeah. finger. And, they what, and what's wrong with that part? He's married. Well, also, the blanks don't have stomachs. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> when you pop the head off, there's just a plastic place where the head goes on. So. Yeah, so how would that work? Yeah, Magic. exactly. Yeah, that was uh, some trivia I found. And last trivia question. Mm. How many F-bombs? I, mean, I don't know if you count them, but how many F-bombs do you think were in this movie? More than five. You're absolutely correct about that. I'm going to say... 5,672. Okay, that would be a world record. And that would defeat Goodfellas and and every other and movie. And the made. Big Lebowski. And yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, a reasonable do want, guess? Do you want multiple choice? Sure. 98. Okay. 128. Okay. Or 58. 58. 98. 98? 98 F bombs. I've managed to not really notice it that much, but I guess once you get into the movie, the, the language isn't something How you worry about. The movie is like an hour and 40 something minutes. Yeah. 98 is actually pretty calm for the, yeah. for the rating of the movie. But if you take out like spots where there isn't dialogue and stuff like that, it's probably like a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay. Oh, 98 is there, a lot. Is there any more questions? Nope, that's it. Okay, so each week. So I, you picked last week, mm -hmm. and you were going to do trivia. Did you have another game or something? I, yeah, this is my game. Oh, this okay. has been introducing my game. So you had a game. You did trivia last week as your game, and we kind of messed it up, so you didn't get to do <laughs> trivia. Yeah. Um, so this week was my movie, so I get to choose the game. And So originally, I was going to, in front of you, I was going to put 12 different shots and I well, and twelve different in front of me of booze, not booze of different liquids that would not taste very good. And I was oh. gonna see who could race through it. And also at another point, <laughs> uh, so I, I've never been to a party. Stomach but if, killer. But if I had, uh -huh. I may have a story about how I was tricked into drinking vinegar and tonic. But that's just theoretical, because yeah. um, I'm, you know, good good kid. Yeah. So I was also gonna make you make me and you chug that yeah which is if i did ever go through that i'm yeah. guessing it'd be disgusting so and after all those didn't fall through i tried about five different other things and then last minute i came up with this beauty so basically for this week for our challenge i'm going to say a british um saying and you're going to guess the meaning of it which would have worked great if we weren't canadian so i have to dig through a lot of these <laughs> okay. and some of these are pretty old so um, you're saying Americans would have a harder time? Yeah, so okay. Americans at home, feel free to play this. Yeah, I love watching British movies, so I feel like I'm going to yeah. ace this. <laughs> like, some of these don't make any sense. Uh, and my boss is also British. You okay. didn't know I had that edge, did you? No, I didn't know that. All right. Um, uh, okay, so, any road. Any road? Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, is that what it means? Yes, yeah. it means anyway. This is an easy one, just like a little warm up. Okay. Ace. Like, uh, like cards, ace. Oh, ace, like uh, number one? 
Like, first thing we're doing? That's what you're guessing is? Yep. No. What does it mean? It means awesome. Pretty, oh, pretty simple. Aces. Yeah, aces. If um, you had said aces, I would have known what aces. you meant. Aces. Yep. Well, it didn't say that. Come on. No, no, that's go. fine. That's fine. Uh, Context is everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is one. Uh... This one's going to be a little bit more difficult. Like this one, I'm going to add something. Okay. You're going to give me a sentence description of this, and I want to see how if you get what well, I would say close to their description, <laughs> I'll give it to you okay. because this is a pretty easy one. All right. Arse over tits. Oh, ass over tea kettle. Like you fall, you fall over, basically, right? The actual description is another w- a version of arse over elbows but a bit more graphic. Uh, okay. So like just basically falling in I'm a really dramatic way. Uh, okay. The, some of these don't make sense. Like one of them just says ass and it says your backside. Yeah. Don't think that's mostly British. I think that's yeah. both of us. No. Uh, belt up. Belt up. Like uh, basically pull your pants up. Get Let's get like, you know, be a big boy now. Let's go. You think belt up means pull your pants up? No. Is that your final answer? Of course. It means shut up. Belt up. Okay. Belt up, shut up. I don't quite understand why a belt uh, goes up to the mouth, but sure. Yeah. Um, so, bender. Like going on a tear, like going to go drink your faces off with your yes. friends. That one's also another easy yep. one, but I, I wouldn't know that. I don't drink. No. Uh, um, blast. Like... Uh, uh, it's hard when it's just the word, like putting a, put someone on blast or just a blast. It's really difficult to just take one word. Can you use it in a sentence? Blast it. So blast it like uh, like say it loud, like say it loud for the world to hear. It's just surprise. That's what it means. Oh, it's okay. like you're surprised. Blast it. Hmm. Apparently, uh, there's some really easy ones. Uh, blow me. <laughs> Screw off. <laughs> Is that what it means? <laughs> oh, God. that this. Look at the description for blow me. It's like a paragraph. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give that one to you because that one makes sense. I don't want to yeah. read all that. So uh, I'll give you one more. Sure. Um, you, while I look for a good one, like for like good enough for the final one, uh, tell the audience how you felt about this movie in as much detail as you can. How I felt about it? How you felt about it. Because I love this movie off by heart. But well, you've not said where it stands in your comedy d- Um Well, like I said several times before watching this movie, I had not seen this movie before. And I wasn't 100% sure it was going to be worthy of um, the, the analysis that we like to take. Um, a lot of the homework that I, I did on this was, uh, was a lot more fun because of the twist in the movie. And uh, I found that I could not find a negative review uh, online anywhere for it. I think it's it was well movie. loved by a lot of people. And, and uh, you know, not to take other people's opinion, I, was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I worked six days this week and I watched it, still watched it three times. And I loved it. I, like I said before, I rented it. To get movie. the audio commentary and the special features and all that stuff. And I didn't feel bad about spending the money on it at all. And if it comes up on a bargain bin, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray for sure. It's, yeah, it's a great movie. Again, and we did rating last week and we had the kind of the ratings. We'll, I did I did out of five, you did out of ten. But yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do at the end our final rating. I was just wondering what your oh, final okay. thing was. Okay, um, sure. 
the last round. Ready? Oh, more, uh, sure. Brill. Brill. Yeah. B-R-I-L-L. Can you use it in a sentence? That's brill. That's brill. Like, that's rugged. Like, that's something that's not so awesome. Um, that's, like, brill. That's rough. So you're going to say rough? That's your final answer. That's the best thing I can think of off the top of my head. You're thinking way too hard into it. Okay. It's brilliant. Oh, so, so it's like it's like what the yeah. kids slang is these days. That's yeah. brill. So finish out the podcast. We yeah, we're to do. so brill. So, uh, final scores. I would say uh, I'm I'm gonna go five five pints out of five pints. Five pints out of five pints. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I'm going to do four marmalade four and a half marmalade sandwiches out of five i hate you um <laughs> so and also hey if you want so last week we did a little uh some teasers at what next week was going to be well we kind of you know figured out what we're going to completely do there is going to be in the show somewhere in it i'm not gonna we could have been something that we pointed to or you're something gonna like have that. to do some counting yeah. you're gonna have to do some counting and some some estimates you got to be clever but we put a hint to next week's episode in the podcast. You might even say we put it in a box. So, yeah. So every week we're going to do this, so you have to guess where it is. Um, Sometimes it's going to be obvious, sometimes it's not going to be. So uh, have fun guessing that, and we will see you next week. This has been our review. Oh, not really review. This has been our talk on... Talk movie therapy. We're here for you. We're here for you. Like and subscribe. Ask us questions. Suggest us. us movies. Um, and hey, so anything. Subscribe to us on North Star Pictures on Fauxpas TV. Uh, subscribe to us. We have iTunes. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Go do that. Uh, so yeah, we, you can get us on any really media you want. So go do that. Uh, we will see you next week with our next movie. Yeah. I don't know what it could be. And so you can find me on Twitter at Do It oh, All yeah. Derek. And you can find me. The, my Twitter is in the description. Just look. Oh, down is it? There. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah look down in the description. You'll see it's all down that there. stuff. You'll find it. Let us know what you think. Yep. Because we do care about your opinion. We do. Merry Christmas and have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, Ruthann.